Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. We come to you this morning, we are so thankful to be in your house. We're tired, worn, whooped, and yet we come to worship you, Lord. We are so thankful for your word, we're so thankful for your love of us. We're thankful, Lord, for those souls this week who were welcomed into eternity. Lord, it's an honor to be in your house this morning. As we look at your word this morning, I pray that it would be powerful because you are a powerful, mighty God. You are a God of second chances and third chances and fourth chances and fifth chances. And we can continue to sing your praise because you never give up on us. And so, Lord, as we look at your word this morning, I pray that that we would hear that for our own life. That we would hear that in those moments, Lord, where we feel like we have failed, we have fallen, we have not made the mark. That you are a God of second chances. You are a God who blesses us in spite of us. You are a powerful, mighty God. In your name we pray. Amen. Passage this morning is out of uh, Genesis chapter 9. 1 through 17. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you will fall on all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and on every creature that moves along the ground and on all the fish of the sea. They are given into your hands. Everything that lives and moves about will be food for you, just as I gave you green plants. I now give you everything. But you must not eat meat that has lifeblood, has its lifeblood still in it. For your lifeblood, I will surely demand an accounting. I will demand an accounting from every animal and from each human being. Too, I will demand an accounting for the life of another human being. Whoever sheds human blood by humans shall, shall their blood be shed. For the image of God has God made. For in the image of God has God made mankind. As for you, be fruitful and increase in number. Multiply on the earth and increase upon it. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I will now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. I will establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is a sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you. A covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds. And it will be a sign of the covenant between me and earth. Whenever I bring the clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all the living creatures of every kind. 
Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all the living creatures and of every kind on earth. So God said to Noah, this is a sign of the covenant I have established between you and me and all life on earth. May God add his blessing as we continue singing this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your love, your care, your concern over each and every one of us. Remind us how much you love us this morning as we hear from your word. Remind us, Lord, that we matter. And that we are extremely important to you. Lord, may you be blessed through the words that are spoken this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Sorry. <laughs> and they're off. Dun, 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 dun. Obviously, if you were here all week, you know what the... Uh, the prop is about, if you, if you weren't here all week, you're like, gee, what are they, there's an, we're building an addition. I thought about preaching from up on top, uh, but you may not know is behind there, there's a, a balcony and a deck, and I, and I have some old, my grandfather, I don't know, I think it's six generations, I don't know, we have to ask my dad for sure, but six or seven generations back was a Lutheran pastor, and in the church, uh, where he, he that he started, we were there, and it's old enough that it has one of those pulpits where you almost have to climb the ladder, right? You have to, it goes up this big because God's word should be spoken from this high place. So I thought about preaching from up there, but I was afraid that if I fell asleep during I was, when I was preaching, I might fall off. So rather than have a safety belt, I thought it would be safer to just do it this way. Uh, but. So the prop is obviously uh, a, this, a section of an ark, and I, I got to admit, it's it's pretty impressive, and I, I'm I'm so thankful for uh, the Bartlett, uh, for Mike and Jason and uh, and Ken and the crew who really put that thing together uh, and made for an awesome uh, VBS prop. I mean, it's, and we left it up on purpose because it's just so cool. I mean, where, how often do you see a chunk of ark in the sanctuary, right? <laughs> and if you were here and you saw the door close this week and you may have seen it opened and a bunch of crazy animals going in and out and uh, God just really blessed uh, through that. I do have a couple things I have to do really quick. I, I, on Friday, was so excited about Friday I forgot. So a couple things. Uh, Joe Minoski, you won on Friday, but you, I forgot to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Isabella Kirsch, I don't know if Isabella's here, we'll catch up with her, and Allison Sayers, this is yours, for inviting the most people, I don't know how, how many, how many, did, oh, where's this, what was it for, oh, I thought this was the, we still like you, I think, <laughs> Wait, let me see what they are. I think, they're, uh, I think they're zoo cards. Are they zoo gift cards? Okay, I got that part right. For her and a... Oh, your friend. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. And we have one more. We'll have to get that ticket. So I just want to make mention of this. If you, if you see some people running around with this shirt on and you're jealous, I get it, right? 
Um, the backside says, got neighbors with a question mark. That's, that's a great conversation starter. Um, and if you weren't here at VBS, you're like, hey, I got gypped because some people got them and I didn't. Uh, what we did this year was we bought them uh, so that people would know who was from Greenfield. Fear not. We will be putting in an order in the next two months. How about that? Fair enough. That gives us some time. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll be putting in an order and we'll let you know and there'll be plenty of chance to order uh, these t-shirts. Uh, these are great free advertising for the church and an opportunity to share your faith uh, in a kind of a cool, practical way. So I wanted to let you know that that's what these are from or for. Uh, some people will have them. There are some other ones that say, be the butt. I don't know. You'll have to ask the people who are wearing them or my wife, she would tell you. Um, that was a VBS thing too. So, so, okay, so this is the only immunity you get. You can fall asleep today and I won't be mad. Uh, if I fall asleep, I won't be mad either. <laughs> you might be. We never end. <laughs> if I fall asleep, Bobby, say a prayer. We'll leave, okay? <laughs> just, just start into a prayer. That's right. Okay, so... I, I, so you may remember last week we talked about Genesis chapter 6 and the wickedness of the world and what was, what was going on at that time that God had finally had enough. He'd had enough of what was going on and he said that no one except Noah and his family did anything but evil. Everyone on the earth did evil in their heart all the time. And God had had enough. And so he decided to take care of that problem. I believe he regretted that. It says, he, he says in the scripture that he regretted what was going on, but um, the only thing he could do was to take and start over. And so that's the part of the story before Noah's Ark, right? And so he has, takes Noah in, in the process, like what God always does is uh, he finds somebody who's willing, or at least somewhat willing, and... Uh, and he challenges their life. You ever been challenged in your life? Um, he, he finds a way. He finds a way to take someone who's following after him and use them in a powerful way, right? There, Noah wasn't perfect. Uh, but it said that he followed after God, that he was following God's plan, that he had faith in his, him and his family were the only ones left. And so he has Noah build this great ark, and the numbers are in there, and it tells us how big it is, and um, someone said this week, and I didn't really think much about it, it would have taken a while to build that ark. I mean, this was not, he didn't have table saws, he didn't have uh, cordless drills. It would have taken some time for him to build this uh, humongous boat for God to fill. And then when he filled it, God closed, I mean, it says in Scripture that uh, when he filled it and they got in and God closed the door, nothing happened for a week. Talk about a tenuous week. You get in the, you get in the boat and you sit in there and okay, doo-doo. <laughs> we only have so much food and it's already tight and are we even going to have enough food and now we have to sit here for a week? And then, it, and then the rain started. And we know the story where they, it rained for 40 days and uh, covered the earth. And it lasted a whole lot longer that they were in the boat. Some say 12 to 18 months. Uh, it, it took time. It wasn't this instant, like, 40 days, it dries up, poof, and then they're back off of that. 
It wasn't a vacation on a cruise line. It was work. Uh, it was work because they every day had to get up and do their normal thing and continue to follow after God and be faithful to Him in that process of floating around what was just water. We made fun of it. We made light of it this week in our skits when we, when we were looking from the ark about things that might have been out there. Something that was out there. Was there anything out there? And uh, Marty said, uh, or Bobby said, Lewis said, uh, it's a turtle, right? <laughs> and we made fun of that. But you think about being on a boat for that long, wondering if it would ever recede enough that you would ever get off. We made light of it. Uh, but the reality is that's what was going on in Noah's ark, Noah's life. And then at this moment that it dries up enough that God would open the door, it's dry enough that eight people would get out, that, the, that the, all the animals would go and do their own thing. God's idea of a reboot or a relaunch or a grand reopening. If you've been at Walmart lately, I don't know about you, but there, there are changes happening, it says. I don't like those changes. But one of these days, they're going to have a grand reopening or something, right? And there'll be this relaunch, and everything will be in a new place, and things will be different. It's still Walmart, but it'll be a little bit different. This is what God is doing in this moment. He's, he's rebooting the earth. He, he got rid of all the problems and all the, all the struggles and uh, the issues that were going on in that day, and he started all over again. And then he says, be fruitful and multiply. Let's try this again. Let's see if we can't fill up the earth again with a new kind of people. He did tell them there would be a few things that would be different, right? He told them that uh, moving forward that the animals would, I, I realized this this week, the animals would fear them and hide from them. And I begin to, I begin to believe, I, more than I thought about this, this is the beginning of hunting and fishing. Probably never looked at it that way, did you? Me neither, but now I found it. I found it in Scripture, why we should be hunting and fishing. God told the animals, up until then, obviously up until then, the animals were just like cattle uh, and farm animals uh, because it said they would run, it would fear them and be away from them. And God allows another thing to happen. He allows them to eat the animals. Up until this time, they were just vegetarians. He says... You can eat of them. That's an interesting blessing. Interesting to me because it's like God actually gives them more than they had before they got on the boat. He gives them blessings that they didn't have before they got on the boat after they get off the boat. There's more to be given. It reminds me that we are valuable to God. Now, when he talks about giving things to, to Noah and his family, he gives them a few rules, and we don't really like rules, and no one likes rules, right? We like to break the rules. We like to skirt the rules. We like to try to figure out how we can get around the rules or maybe not even do the rules. 
But God gives them some rules, and he gives them rules for a reason. See, they had been through a rough time on that boat. Think about this just for a moment. Think about sitting on an ark, door closed up, you're with your immediate family, there's eight of you, all these animals, and the water starts to come up. And the water starts to fill the low areas. So what's going to happen with all the people and the animals and any living thing in that day would have gone to the high areas. And as the boat begins to to, uh, the earth begins to fill with water and the boat continue, starts to float and there's these high spots. And you know that people were on those high spots. Noah and his family had watched people perish. Babies, children, families, animals drown one after the other. Think about that for a moment. They sat in the boat knowing there was nothing they could do there was nothing that was going to change it, and they watched these people perish. Probably pretty hard to do. You know, this picture is just of, of a flood uh, somewhere where people were on a roof, but as the water would keep coming up, there would be nowhere for these people to go. Remember that the whole earth was covered with water. There was nothing that wasn't water. Everyone that wasn't in the ark, every animal that wasn't in the ark perished. And I don't know about you, but if I was on the boat and I was, one of, if I was Noah or one of the family members, I might struggle with that a bit. I might struggle to ask myself this question, does God really love me? And why did he take all those people out? Why did he judge all those people And am I really valuable to God? See, when he, so when they get off the boat, he blesses them. He gives them a few rules. He says, listen, I'm going to bless you, but I want you, and I want you to be fruitful and multiply. I want you to go back to doing what you were doing, building families, but continue to serve me. I want you to not be cruel to animals, it says, right? Don't eat them while they're still alive. Is that an odd thing for you to think about? It, it, it's an odd thing when I read that the first time. It says, don't eat the animals when their lifeblood is still in them. That means we need to respect those animals that we take life of. And it says that you will account for every animal that you take, uh, take its life. Meaning that you need to be responsible for what you do. You need to realize that that animal has a life as well. It also says, and this is an interesting part, don't shed another human's life. Don't shed their blood. Don't murder, right? I think, I think that God probably had to say this for a couple of reasons. They had watched so many people die. They had watched so many things perish in the flood that God needed to remind them that things were still valuable, that they were still valuable, that they had a purpose, that, God's, that these animals had a purpose. 
See, there's a scripture in, uh, in, well, it's in this passage, and it's also in Genesis in another spot, about the Imago Dei. You may have not, maybe you've heard that word. It's a Latin word. Uh, and here's what it means. In the image of God. Scripture says that we were created in the image of God. Now, for a moment, I want you to think about in what way were you created in the image of God? What does that mean to you? What do you think it means in Scripture? How does it weigh out in our lives? How are you the image of God? You're allowed to talk back. We're going to talk back a little bit today because I need to know you're alive and awake, right? So what, so what do you, do, does, do you look like God? Because now I'm confused, right? Because there's 200 people and they're all different looking and how does that work? They're all the same looking? Okay. I don't find, I can't find two people that look exactly the same, Ken. They all have, okay. They all have heads and arms, so that's, is that the image of God? One secondly, creativity. All right, we have creative abilities, right? But I couldn't build this ark. I might have built it in about six months or eight months, but I'm not sure I could have built that ark. I might be able to draw a picture with a crayon of that ark. <laughs> what would you say, Lee? Okay, maybe it is our spirit. Is that, is that the image? Brian Renner, what do you got? Different personalities. Are we, our personalities are different than how are they created? Are they the, the same image of God? So does God have a lot of personalities? Maybe. Any other thoughts about the image of God? Imago Dei. What's that? Ability to love. Good one. There are a lot of ideas. I'm not, I'm not, there are a lot of uh, different thoughts and no one has the answer. But it does, no one has the answer but God. I mean, in, in, in Scripture we can see these pieces that we are created in the image of God. Uh, there are th really three different uh, thoughts. If you like to think, I'll give you something to think about. There are really three different uh, thought processes about this image of God in Mago Day. Uh, there's a sub substantive uh, view which says that we are spiritual or psychologically in our, in our minds uh, represent God. Uh, there's this relational idea that um, we can only be in the image of God if we have a relationship with God. So that would mean that we would have to have faith uh, to be the image of God, or in, be, to be made in the likeness of God. And then third, uh, there's this functional idea that, uh, that says that we are in the image of God in that we are responsible to rule the earth, or to, be, uh, to take over and do things in the earth, uh, like, like, the, like originally God had uh, set up. Those are three things to think about, but, but the key to this is to understand this, to think about this. If we are made in the image of God, don't you think that God thinks we're pretty special? Scripture, uh, of course I can't find it. No. <laughs> um, this scripture is from uh, Psalm 119. Uh, I think it's 13 or 14 or 14, 15 and 16. 
It reminds me, if you, if you, if you need to be encouraged, read, read Psalm 119. But it says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. For some of us, that is hard to take. That is hard to hear. It's hard to hear that we have value and that God cares about us so much that he knew about us. It says in this passage, he knew about us before we were born. Our days were numbered before we were born. We are special to God. Just like Noah and his family was special to God. And he blessed them and he said, we're going to try this again I'm going to give you another chance. I'm going to give you a second chance. This happens to be one of my heroes. Um, and some, I mean, he's been made fun of and harassed. And, but, but when I think of uh, Fred Rogers, I think that the meekness of Jesus in Scripture, uh, that's the picture I get. Because Fred Rogers was a quiet uh, subdued man. But, but Fred Rogers wasn't milk toast, and that may be something you know, and that's an old term. Fred Rogers pushed social and cultural barriers. Fred Rogers, long before the race issue was addressed, uh, had an African American policeman come on and was a part of that show. Uh, for a reason, because he knew that it was something that needed to be pushed and needed to be moved. Fred Rogers had a, a morality because he had a faith. And I don't know if you saw the movie. There was a movie that came out last year. It says, Won't You Be My Neighbor? That's, that's the name of it. It's a documentary. It's absolutely powerful. But Fred Rogers is my hero because Fred had a way of making people feel special. I used to, I, I didn't realize it at first. My kids would watch it and I would sit there and the next thing I know, it'd be a half hour later. I'm watching Fred Rogers tie his shoes and put his sweater back on to leave. And I realized that I had gotten sucked in to this show that was literally a puppet show. It didn't have pyrotechnics. It didn't have all the, gl the glamour, the glitter. It didn't have all of that stuff. But what it had was this reminder that I was special and that Fred would remind people that they were special. And I found this quote, and I, want, I just want to bring to light the second part of this quote. It says, We always have a chance to bring what's unique about us to live in a redeeming way. No one else can live like the life you live. And even though you're, no human being is perfect, we always have a chance to bring what's unique about us to, lie, to live in a redeeming way. God thinks you're special. God thought Noah was special. His family was special. And you are valuable, just like Noah. Second thing he does is he gives them a promise to last forever. Ta-da, our rainbow, right? Anybody, anybody ever seen a rainbow outside? 
right? I think there was some, someone saw, I saw a picture this week of uh, somebody. And, and, and the same thing always happens when we see a rainbow. We want to take pictures of it. It's awesome. We love double rainbows, right? It's just a, it's an amazing promise. Has anybody ever seen that the earth was flooded again since this time when Noah's uh, was on the earth and it was flooded totally? This promise is still true. It's still true in 2019. Think about that for a moment. The promise that God made to Noah in Genesis chapter 9, and you can pick how many years back that goes. I, it, it's all depending on how you, how you look at it. At least 7,000, some say. Certain people say millions. I don't, I don't whatever. The promise is still true today. Have we had floods? Absolutely. Has a flood encompassed the earth? Absolutely not. God's promises are true. It reminds me that God's promises are true today like they were then. See, here's what we do. We like to pick and choose the promises. So we say, okay, God's promise uh, that he won't flood the earth. Yeah, that was a true one, but I don't know about the other ones. So I thought about doing this. I, I, I really spent some time thinking. I thought I would t- go through every uh, book of the Bible, and I would pick a promise from every book all the way from Genesis to Revelation because I, I read that there were over 3,000 promises. So I'm pretty sure that I could have found a promise in each and every book. But I also thought we probably should get to Sunday school before 11 o'clock. And so I didn't know we could go through all those. So I, I chose not to do that. I challenged someone to do it, though, to go through and look at every book of the Bible and find a promise that's in there. So, but I did want to share a few promises with you. Because, oh, I want to share... This is the verse in chapter in 9, 9. He says, I will establish a covenant, a promise, with your offspring, or with you and your offspring, that I will never destroy the waters of a flood and never will flood destroy the earth again. I'm way behind this morning. I just realized I just start clicking the button. So I'm going to give you a couple promises to think about. I actually have, oh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten, ten of them. So we'll go through them kind of quick. But I don't, it doesn't matter because here's what's going to happen. God's going to put one of these on your heart. That's how he works. If you're open and available and ready to hear from him this morning, he's going to put one of these verses on your heart. And I learned something from Pastor Victor when he was here. He said, you know what? You can never go wrong with Scripture. <laughs> what a, That sounds so simple and yet so profound, right? You can never go wrong with Scripture. He said maybe one of these weeks we should just, I should just preach the whole, I'll just read for the whole sermon. (laughs) He never did it, but maybe a week he comes and we'll do that. (laughs) I want to share with you a few promises. And I didn't realize this one was uh, so uh, not very easy to read. It says, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Isaiah 40, 29. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. I didn't even put the verse on this one. Anybody know what this one is? 
Jeremiah, somebody said Jeremiah 29, 11, right? For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you. Psalm 34, 17. The righteous cry and the Lord hears them and delivers them from their troubles. This might be a hard one. For some of us, Watching our kids grow up, this is a hard one because sometimes they get wayward. It says, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. That's a promise of God. That may be your promise for today. That may be the promise you need to hear because your wayward child is plaguing you. Your regret and guilt and all those things that bear on your heart continue day after day. There's God's promise. Train a child the way they should go, and when they were old, they will not depart from it. I don't know how that works out. But I know it's a promise of God. Promise if we confess our sins, He is faithful to forgive us. And cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's a promise of our God. If we confess, that seems to be where the problem is, right? Our pride gets in the way. We think we can figure it out. The reality is this, take it to God. Let Him forgive our sins. John 3.16, probably heard this one before. God so loved the world, for God so loved us that he gave his son to whoever believes in him, they will not perish but have eternal life. God's promise. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is a promise of God. It says, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. We had young people do that this week. We had a whole roll of preschoolers go out. It was awesome. I don't know how many kids came to Christ this week. It doesn't matter. God knows how many kids came to Christ this week. There are more kids in eternity this week than they were last week because of that promise. And this is what he promised us. Eternal life. That's a promise. I don't know where you're at today. If you're here, you've never made that decision. If you've never made a decision to confess your sins to God and call upon him to save you, you have that opportunity. You don't have to, you don't have to walk out this door the same way you walked in. You have the ability to change your life for eternity. But you got to do it. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for your promises. Thank you, Lord, that you bless us and that you desire to be uh, in relationship with us, that you care so deeply about us and over us, and you want relationship with us. 
You wanted that in Noah's day. You wanted that in Adam and Eve's day. You wanted it in 2019 in Greenfield Baptist Church. These promises have not changed. These promises are the same as they were then. You promise that if we call upon you, we will find and meet up with you. Thank you, Lord, for your promises in our life. In your name we pray. Amen.